Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We are recording today on location, coming to you from the beautiful Noosa in Queensland. Normally not a huge fan of Queensland, as you guys know, but uh, putting on a bang of a few days up here. So apologies guys if our audio are a little bit less quality than what it usually is. You might get a little bit more background noise as well. People having a great time up here. Uh, got a wedding this afternoon, so I'll be going to that. Uh, so probably have pretty minimal content coming this afternoon for you guys. I believe tomorrow morning we'll have coaches clipboard. Not sure what time that will be dropping uh, for the Melbourne Storm v Sydney Roosters game, but keep an eye on the podcast uh, for that to drop tomorrow morning. Uh, So we went through last week our whiteboard players for finals week one. I consider a whiteboard player to be one that a coach uh, would have on the whiteboard all week. The main guy that they need to stop in each team. Uh, Normally, I think there would be more than one from each team that gets a feature, uh, but I think for most coaches, they would have one or two key guys. And we'll obviously talk about these guys in coaches' clipboard in a little bit more detail. Uh, And look, there's only two games this weekend. It's only four coaches doing the damn thing this weekend. So we'll go into, uh, to take a little dive into the guys that we think the coaches will be focusing on here, the whiteboard players, the ones that will decide it, the ones that opposition coaches fear the most. So the first game, 7.50 p.m. tomorrow night. Uh, We've got the Melbourne Storm taking on the Sydney Roosters coming to you from Amy Park. Roosters outsiders at about $3.80, obviously missing a lot of back line players and whatnot. If I'm Craig Bellamy, the guys I'm looking at as far as the Sydney Roosters this week, with all the backline players out, Momorowski, Allen, Jackson Paulo, uh, Ponga uh, in the backline, I straight away have to look at James Tedesco. Uh, I think he has to be the one. Is he the one to break this game open, though? He could be, but I'll tell you what, if I'm looking for someone to really break this game open, I think it has to be the halfback, Sammy Walker. So James Tedesco, potentially the most important player that you need to contain, the most experienced player, obviously, for the Sydney Roosters. 
But I don't know. As far as breaking this game open, based on what we've seen over the last few weeks, I think the play that worries you the most has to be Sam Walker. I think James Tedesco, he can win it for the Roosters, obviously, but I think he more so keeps them in this contest. I think the guy that can really break it open and win it for them is Sam Walker, and I think he will be a key focus. Now, you think about where Sam Walker defends on the right edge. Next to him is our boy Wong. We absolutely love him. We're a huge fan of him. We'll talk about this more in Coach's Clipboard tomorrow. Uh, But a big target on his back, having to defend for Sam Walker, and obviously a completely new right edge, losing Joey Manu and losing Suwali'i as well. So new combinations, a small body in Sam Walker uh, and an inexperienced key back rower on that edge. Uh, that will be a key target for the Sydney Roosters to really, for the Melbourne Storm to really go at Sam Walker. Hopefully you can force him to make 30-odd tackles in this game or get into that sort of realm. And if so, hopefully you can minimise what he does in attack off the back of that. But Sam Walker will be the key. Uh, similar to like a Cam Munster, very hard to prepare for Sam Walker. I'd actually argue that, you know, Sam Walker could be a little bit harder to prepare for. You've got less tape. You've got less of an understanding what he's going to do. He just seems to be developing every single week. And um, I think, like, obviously Cody Walker, he's the king of backyard footy. But Sam Walker's not too far off. And he, he doesn't do everything as smoothly as what Cody does. Uh, everything's a little bit unorthodox, awkward kicks, awkward steps. He sort of he zigs when you expect him to zag, all those sorts of things that make Sam Walker what he is. But I do think he will be a key whiteboard player for Craig Bellamy. So you've got Teddy, you've got Sam Walker. The one that I think in the forward pack, and look, Lindsay Collins, he's the obvious one. He's been going great guns this year, absolutely killing it, been the key to everything the Roosters do. But I think Victor Radley. Radley's been playing 80 minutes the last few weeks. We've we've been pretty critical of him throughout the season. Now that he's finally starting to play big minutes and actually stay on the field, you're seeing the Roosters start to win footy games, and he's always been so key to everything they do in attack and defense. Victor Radley, very, very underrated. And when he's not there or when he gets sent from the field or whatever it might be, you can see the big difference with the Sydney Roosters. I reckon Robbo has sat down with Radley over the last few weeks and had a pretty stern conversation with him saying, hey, JWH isn't going to be there. I need you to step up, and I need you to take some fucking control of this team and yourself over the next few weeks. So, Radley, he's going to be a key guy, especially with all these backline players out. The Roosters will need to find different ways to attack. This is where I think you could see the Victor Radley-James Tedesco combo uh, really come into its own in this game. So, the Melbourne Storm boys, they'll be well and truly aware of that. White ball players in this game, James Tedesco and Victor Radley, they're two key guys to watch. But for me, I think Sam Walker will be the biggest worry and the one most likely to completely break this game open. For Trent Robinson, Jesus Christ, take your pick. Cam Munster, Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant, uh, I think as a combination, definitely coming off the worst game of their careers last week against the Brisbane Broncos. They were in all sorts. My biggest worry going into that game was that the Brisbane Broncos wouldn't be able to handle uh, the big stages of finals because they lacked finals experience. Uh, mate, if you gave me no context and made me watch that game last week again and, and, and got me to guess which spine players hadn't play, f- played finals footy, I would have probably guessed Harry Grant over Billy Walters. I would have probably guessed Cam Munster over Ezra Mam. I definitely would have guessed Jerome Hughes over Adam Reynolds. And I would have guessed Nick Meaney over uh, Reese Walsh too. Now, Nick Meaney hasn't played too much finals footy, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, I, I just saw that they got blown away in that game, which, you know, history tells us when a Craig Bellamy side has an absolute shocker, they tend to bounce back the week after. That rule was broken earlier this year, to be fair. I think they had back-to-back losses against the Canterbury Bulldogs and the Gold Coast Titans, uh, but I think the Melbourne Storm bounced back for this one, and, you know, as far as whiteboard players for Trent Robinson this week, I think he would literally just write on the board the spine, because you have to worry about all these sorts of guys. You've got other guys in here who are looking to make big impressions as well, coming back into the side. Guys like Justin Olam, who hasn't been in the side, 
side for a number of weeks. Now he gets an opportunity here. He'll be really up for this one. Uh, for me, though, I think it does come back to the big boys once again. And the Melbourne Storm, you know, they've got a very vanilla sort of forward pack outside of two guys, Eli Katoa and Nelson Asafa Solomona. If you can limit the impact that these guys have, you can turn the Melbourne Storm game on its head. And if you have a look at the numbers from last week, Nelson did okay in the first half. I think he was on the field for the last 14 minutes, ran for 50 metres, looked pretty good. Melbourne's starting to get a little bit of momentum. It was sort of Adam Reynolds' kicking game that kept on uh, keeping the Broncos uh, on the front foot in that game. Then in the second half, they kept Nelson very quiet. They frustrated Eli Katoa. He was very much so off his game. He wasn't having the same impact that he usually does, giving away penalties, just dumb things from him that we haven't really seen much of this year. So I think those two are the key. They'd be on my whiteboard along with the spine. Now, I know I've just named half the fucking team. I get that 100%. But those are the key guys for Melbourne. And, you know, with so many players being out from the Roosters and with so much strike on the side of the Melbourne Storm, would be a monumental effort for Craig Bellamy and his boys to get up for that one. So very interesting. But if you had to put one player, just pick one to put on the whiteboard there. Very hard to go past Cam Munster. I love the way that he spoke after they lost last week and just said it wasn't good enough for me. And he named names. He said Nick, Harry, Jerome. All the spine, they were out of sync. When your team's out of spine, uh, sorry, when your team's out of sorts, the spine needs needs to take responsibility for that and control over that. And I thought Cam Munster, he, he really did narrow down those four guys, including himself, that have to be better this week. Big advantage for Melbourne going back home. I've obviously got uh, the longer turnaround as well. They played on the Friday night. To be fair, the Roosters only played on the Saturday. Uh, and it'll be interesting. You know, obviously the Roosters had a closer game. It was pretty intense. Uh, the Melbourne Storm, not so much, but they did get played off the park. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how last week has an effect on both of these sides. The Melbourne Storm, have they lost confidence? Or do they just find something new out of the ashes of last week? Do the Roosters, does it, does it take it out of the tank last week? The other thing with the Roosters, you need to keep in mind, and we'll talk about it more with Coach's Clipboard, tomorrow is that they're a side that has now played almost six or seven weeks of finals footy straight. They've been playing finals footy for the last month or two uh, simply because they went so poorly for most of the regular season uh, that finals came early for them. So you would have to think this Chooks team will run out of gas soon. Whether it will be this week, I'm not too sure. But even if the Roosters manage to get up for a Melbourne Storm side, which I don't think is impossible to be honest with you, I reckon they are a sneaky sniff if this game goes a certain way, which we'll talk about in Coach's Clipboard. Um, I just, I can't see them possibly uh, getting up to knock over the Penrith Panthers next week. So, interesting times in that game. Really looking forward to it. We will have a preview that will hopefully come out tomorrow, but we'll have Coach's Clipboard as well. So, plenty of content coming your way. Let's have a look at the second game as far as Coach's Clipboard. We've got the New Zealand Warriors taking on the Newcastle Knights. Uh, look, if I am Adam O'Brien heading across to New Zealand, coming off a 90 minute game. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what they do this week. They're obviously going to have to limit their training a lot. They're going to have to have a pretty easy week. I think ice baths, massages will be getting an absolute pounding this week. Not ideal to essentially lose a day to travel as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it'll sort of be a captain's run. And outside of that, I think Newcastle take it very, very easy this week. I don't think they really have a choice. You're going into a physical battle with AFB, Torhu Harris, Bunty Arfoa, these sort of guys. So I think they will take it easy. But I think it was pretty evident last week that whilst New Zealand got played off the park, I think it was very obvious, and it didn't shock any of us, but Sean Johnson being out was a huge, huge loss for them. And I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever that Sean Johnson 
He is the whiteboard player for this footy side. They've got fantastic other players in this team, no doubt about it. Guys like Chance, DWZ, Wade Egan. But I think it is fair to say that all these guys are better when SJ is in the side. I thought that was really evident last week. It'll just give them all their shape back. It'll free Tomato Martin up. I actually thought he did a pretty decent job last week leading the side around just in the direction they were going. But it frees him up once again to play his natural game, to jump on that left edge. And SJ, he can get back to controlling that right edge there. Going up against that left edge of obviously Adam Clune, Bradman Best, Greg Martiu, there is a lot of opportunity down that side. Yeah, so um, the, the New Zealand Warriors and SJ, they'll be licking their lips going up against that matchup. It'll be tough in defence, no doubt about it, but attack-wise for SJ, it, it doesn't really get all that much better. I think there are key guys on that edge that they can really target. Obviously, Lockie Fitzgibbon, he's out of this one as well, so another key guy missing on that edge. So you've now got a different half back and a different back rower. To be fair, those guys have played together quite a bit in New South Wales Cup and whatnot this year, but not ideal to be swapping and changing uh, matchups on that edge. So how they defend Sean Johnson and that right edge, Rocco Berry, Dallamontenis, Lesniak, and of course, Charles Nickel Clockstad, that will be key. SJ, he is the man to stop, especially over there in New Zealand. If you let him dictate terms with his kicking game, uh, he will just finish you off and he'll pick his moments to cut you to pieces. We've seen him do it to left edge defences all year. The Newcastle Knights, defensively, they've been really good last few weeks, to be fair. Conceded 28 points last week, so far from ideal there. Um, but yeah, they've been very, very good for the last 10 or 12 weeks, the Newcastle Knights. Obviously, went in 10 on the trot. Close losses to Penrith and Brisbane before that, that they competed with. Really, really tough, though. One going to New Zealand coming off that long run. Hopefully, SJ is playing. If SJ isn't playing, that does change everything. Yeah, as we said last week, no SJ would change everything. From what I'm hearing, he is definitely not 100% to play. I think he will play in this game, uh, but... I'm hearing that the Warriors aren't super, super confident of it. So I think when they're saying 50-50, I think they are genuinely meaning he is 50-50. He may or may not feature in this one. So we will have to see. That's Saturday afternoon, 4.05 p.m. Fingers crossed SJ is able to feature. If not, who becomes the main guy for Adam O'Brien? I would 100% lean towards Adam Fanua Blake. Uh, You can see the Penrith Panthers, they made him do a lot of work. Him, Tohu, Mitchie Barnett, all the middles, they fought them to tackle the house down in the first 40 minutes. I had a stat during the week that at half time, uh, the New Zealand Warriors middles, the, the, those four or five guys, um, they'd made almost 100 tackles between them. So a lot of work to get through. The Penrith Panthers forced them to do so. And if I was the Newcastle Knights, I'd be doing the same. I'd be getting Adam Elliott, Saifidi boys really up for it. I'd be turning my back rowers under, like Tyson Brazil, like Dylan Lucas, sending them back to the middle there and try and tire out those guys. Because if those middles get on the front forward. You can uh, pull the curtains down now. You'll stand next to no hope. Uh, If I'm Adam O, sorry, if I am. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Andrew Webster going up against this Newcastle Knights side. Jackson Hastings is out. Adam Clune comes in. I'm a huge fan of Jacko, and I think he's been one of the best signings of the year. Uh, but I do think that Adam Clune can come in and do a very similar job. And I say that because we've seen it before. And I think they are very similar footballers, yeah? I think that Jackson's got a slightly higher IQ. Uh, definitely got a higher IQ, sorry, I should say. But I think that he's passed on a lot of his knowledge and a lot of uh, how he likes to work this team around the park to Adam Clune. They've obviously been good mates since they were young blokes, those two. So I'd say, I think Clune's got probably a better understanding than anyone how Jackson uh, directs his team around the park and where he needs to put certain guys to utilize KP. And I think Jackson has passed plenty of that on. So I'm not overly concerned about Adam Clune. I think he will do a job. But similar to Jackson, he's probably not the guy that you need to be doing tape inside out of. The guy you need to is the bloke that's going to get the ball out the back, Caelan Ponga. He's probably the most obvious one of the weekend. Everything Newcastle has done over the last few weeks has come off the back of Caelan Ponga and what he's been capable of doing. Coming back from an injury, he's the, he is the main guy you, you need to be targeting here. And if you get an opportunity to put a shot on him, he plays tough rugby league KP, but you need to get at him as much as you possibly can. I think the other two guys that will be key uh, for the New Zealand Warriors in this matchup will be Bradman Best and Dane Gagai. Uh, they are two guys that I think when you watched last week, the Warriors' edge defence was definitely not up to the standard uh, that they've set this year. I think it looked more like last year's edge defence, which really worried me throughout the season. It is a one-off, so I'm going to back the New Zealand Warriors' edges to bounce back once again. But coming up against Gagai and Bradman Best, two tackle break merchants, if your edges are not up to scratch, even inside your edges as well, because these two boys, they love to be turned under. Dane Gagai in particular, they can cut you up and just and just gather momentum. And I think the, the thing that Gagai does so well is that he might have a run where... You know, he only makes 10 metres, but he's broken three and four tackles, and he's left a couple of guys in his wake, and he always gets a quick play of the ball as well, Dane Gagai. So the whiteboard main man there is definitely Caelan Ponga, but I also think that a big emphasis will be on Bradman Best and Dane Gagai, that they cannot let these guys go for huge post-contact, huge tackle breaks, and then get a quick play of the ball, which is what these two tend to do. So plenty to watch there for Webby, but no doubt about it, KP is the one you need to watch, especially on that left edge where he's sweeping. I think communication is just going to be key there because KP, we said it last week, same with the Canberra with new combinations. As soon as there is a little bit of indecision or whatever, KP, he licks his lips and he just takes every opportunity that he possibly can. And that's where he did get them last week. Down the edges, especially late in the game, uh, where KP really started to light it up. So, Caelan Ponga, he is the whiteboard guy for Andrew Webster. For Adam O'Brien, I've got SJ, and if he is out, they're looking straight at AFB. When I get to that Roosters game, I think Tread Robinson, he probably needs about 14 fucking whiteboards to fit the whole spine on there. But Cam Munster would have to be the main guy. And for Craig Bellamy in the Melbourne Storm, I think it simply has to be the X-Factor man, Savvy Walker.